You know, Pasha Shalach is one of the most impacting Pasha in the Torah. And the reason is because the Pasuk says at the end of the Meraglim, there's a very, very frightening Pasuk. But Tisu Kola Eidu Eskoilam. They raised their voice and they started crying. So the Gemara says, Hashem said, you cried for no reason that night. So I'll make sure that night is going to be a night of crying. The first Chor B'Semigdash wasn't that night, and so was the second. So Ben Shalom says, you, you, you know, you're crying for no reason. You made up a whole story for that. There's going to be crying for the, in the future generations. So the Rishonim, the Ramban, and all the Rishonim, you know, all the commentaries say that this is really a posik in, in Tehillim. In Tehillim it says, they despise the land of Chemdu, the beauty, something that we desired. They didn't trust the word of Hashem. Hashem says, I'll be taking you into Eretz Canaan, you have nothing to worry about. They didn't trust it. They spoke Lashon Hara in their tents. They did not listen to the voice of Hashem. But Yisu Yodoilehem, Hashem picked up his hand and swear. Hashem swore, they're all going to die in the desert. And Ilahapul Zaron Begoyim, that the seeds will be spread in the nations. And they will spread out in all the lands. So the Ramban says, you see, that it wasn't as many people think that Rabbi Shalom says, that's the night you cried for no reason. I'm going to choose that night for problems. No, 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 no. It's not just choosing. The Chet Maraglim was the cause of later the Chorben Besamikdash. That's what it says twice. It says in Tillam, it says in Yecheskel, all the commentaries, the Ramban, this, all say this. And, and, you, and everyone agrees that the, the, it says clearly the Kharbin Migdish came because the Chet Meraglim. How do we understand this? Why was this so? So, let me, there's a very, very deep thing here. And a very, very, very important thing. In the Vorim, when Moshe Rabbeinu repeats the sin, there's another Pasig over there. When repeats, the, you know, goes back in history, he says, not only didn't you believe, you said, Basinas Hashem, with hatred Hashem, you took it out of Mitzrayim, Nahashmideini to wipe us out in the hands of the Amoiri. Can you imagine this? Imagine we accused Hashem, he really hated us, they took us out that we should be killed by the Amoidim. So the commentary, the Sipon explains, 
I try to make it a very simple muscle. Very often, you're asked to do you know, something, you really don't have the desire to do it. You have no desire. And the first excuse you find not to do it, and it's not working, ah, I told you I'm not going to be able to do it. Do you really want to do it? No excuse will stop you from doing it. So the, the Sponda says, the, the Jewish people said, really Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim because he promised Avrom Yitzchav Yankif he's going to take us out of Mitzrayim. So he really didn't want because we don't deserve because we sinned. It's amazing. They said, they blamed themselves, we sinned. In Mitzrayim, worship of Edezora. And the Bansham never forgave us. And his plan is now to just dump us into Canaan and let us all be wiped out. That's what he accused Hashem. They said that Hashem, that means they didn't trust that Hashem could bring them in. And they thinking was that Abraham doesn't like us. And that's what he's doing. he did. And why did he take us? He promised everything. And now that we, every time, you know, we have many sins, he's going to now dump us and finish. This is what they accused Abraham Shalom. I tell this to young people. When you argue, never tell your wife, I never should have married you. Young people love to do that. I never should have married you. I knew it's not going to work out. And, you know, and I should have listened to my sister who told me not to date you. You know, all of you heard this. Young people make this mistake. And which really is nonsense because just because you hurt, uh, people get hurt and people get disappointed. It's life. But when you say that, it rips into the core of the marriage, the foundation of the marriage. If you just say, you know, I am hurt, this really bothers me, you disrespect me, it's very hurtful, you address the situation, you can move on. We, unfortunately, when we, people live together, we, we hurt each other from time to time. But if you come saying a whole Megillah, as I call it, and start saying, you know, I really should have not married you and you never loved me and you, know, you can't even love, you don't know how to love. You know, young people go on to this. That is dangerous. Claudius so said to Hashem, said to the you never loved us. You don't like us. That rips into the, as we say in Yiddish, in the kishkis, in the foundation of Claudius. That's the reason <coughs> that, why? Because the Besamikdash was built by Shloyme HaMelech. Shloyme HaMelech represents the greatest love of expression. He wrote Shira Shiram. And as the Zoe says, and the Ramam says this too, that the greater the understanding of Hashem, the greater the love to Hashem is there. Love is not lost. You really love someone by understanding so Shlomo Melech, with this ultimate wisdom that a human can have, Shlomo Melech was chacham mikolodam, even odemarishin, even Moshe Rabbeinu was chacham mikolodam. He was able to compose Shirashirim and build the Besamikdash because Besamikdash represented the love. The, the, and Shirashirim, when Shlomo Melech wants to compare the Besamikdash, he called us cheder hamitois, the room where the beds are. An expression where love takes place. It's just a, a poetically speaking. But he says that Besmigdash represents how much Hashem loves us. He brought the Shechina, Mamish, right there. And we didn't, in the Chet Meragin was, we didn't believe that Hashem could love us. 
It's really, really frightening because many people walk around thinking they don't deserve the love of Hashem or the love of others. Our people have a hard time even accepting that other people can love them. People uh, don't, I'm lovable, I could be loved. Is someone going to like me? Is there anyone who can like me? And, and especially it comes to Hashem, we don't take it into our say, yes, Hashem wants you. So it was really two steps what happened. Step number one, they lacked the faith. They saw that the Rebbein Shem cannot take us into to Eretz Canaan. The second, so if he can't take us to Eretz Canaan, why did he bring us out? He wanted to dump us there because he doesn't like us. The not liking us, that caused a horrendous harm. And you know, what hit me Shabbos, that's the 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 the, the, the ultimate came through Lushan Hara. But what was the underlying thing? The underlying thing they lacked the faith and the lack thinking that the Bhagavad doesn't love us. He's gonna kill us. What do you want to say? Yeah, but uh, uh, the, it uh, happens to the you know when have uh, the same Yitzhahara as we do, and they intellectualize it in a deeper level. But this is what the Torah says. What's even more frightening, that Moshe Rabbeinu had to give Yeshua a special blessing. Yeshua was going to be the leader of the next generation. And, it, you know, leadership, the Rambam says, the Rambam says in, 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 the, in the Sefer Melchamas, that leadership is an ish asheruach boy, that he understands every person. I always explain to people there's leadership and there's a great, great scholars, great Tamir Chachomim. Yeshua Ben was a leader. There was greater Tamir Chachomim than him. A sneer but Yeshua was the leader of Kalisa. That leadership, the Moshe Bey knew that he's going to take over. He gave him a blessing not to be caught up. Seems like it was not such an easy test. And color, you know how Kalav Yefinna passed the test? So Rashi brings down. Ran to now I want to tell you there was no GPS. So you had to ask people how to get there. And and when she got there, it was frightening. So the Zoe says, How in the world did you go alone? The Zoe asked the Kasha. The Zoe says, when a person is in a desperate situation, he doesn't look. Kolov knew that his situation is dark. If I fall into the strap, he saw it was a great test. He was struggling. It wasn't like, you know, you know, black and white. He was struggling very, very, very much. They probably gave him a good argument. And he wasn't sure, and he felt this is, this, something is wrong. So they ran all the way alone to Ma'oras HaMachpelah. Chazal said he went all alone and begged in the Ma'oras HaMachpelah, help me, save me from the... It's incredible how um, the test was that they, you know, whatever, whatever rhyme or reason they came to, they had this belief that the Bani Shalom cannot really take us in. Some want to learn that the Maragna made it up. And they, they, had, they said, if we go and go in to, what's his name, to Eretz Canaan, then you know what's going to happen? Everyone is going to be working. And after working, where's the Torah going to be? We don't have the Torah yet in our bones. We need another few years in the desert. So this was the 
Sometimes the Cheshman, it's called in Yiddish, they came with this calculation. Later they'll stay in the desert, so we should be able to learn, because if we come to Eretz Canaan, we have to go to war, we have to cultivate the land, no man. What's going to happen with the Torah? I, I often say to people, I wish our punishment would be like the punishment of the daughter of the Midbar. What did Hashem tell them? You're going to all die at 60, and for 40 years you're going to live in a 10-star hotel. 10-star hotel. You can get mom. Mom was the healthiest food you could imagine. Imagine eating food, and you don't have to use the facility. And you didn't feel tired, no much of Shabbos syndrome, no Shabbos afternoon. You know, the doctors who specialize in digestive system did not exist. I mean, you ate mom, the Gemara says, it was unbelievable. And you had the Nana covered, and they're 40, you don't have to work. Imagine, you don't have to pamper the babies. You know what I mean? Anyone has children, you don't have to want no laundry. Do you know that mom made it? That the clothing stayed fresh. It was a nest. The, the, the clothing stayed fresh, and the mother says it grew with the children. I imagine the girls had many dresses that grew with them. And girls, uh, but the point was, the really point, that it was, it was, this is a punishment. This is a 10-star hotel. But it's a punishment all in your mind because I wanted to go into Israel. Now I can't go into Israel. And they're going to die at 60. But you know it's not so terrible knowing that you're dying at 60. The Medrash says, every Tisha above, 15,000 people died. So they all went into the grave, 15,000, everyone. And they imagine what a goodbye they said to everyone. They said goodbye to the family. They said goodbye to... You know, they said goodbye to us. I don't know if I'm going to wake up. And what a type of a tshuva they did. Imagine how they begged Hashem for forgiveness. You know, if a person knows, I always say, the, it's a pity we don't know when our last day is going to be. If we do know when the last day we're going to be, we'll be able to do much, do much more productive. A person knows, I am living another 50 years, another 30 years, 40 years, whatever, no. He knows they got this gift. They knew they're going to pass, they're going to die at 60, and boy, did they say goodbye to everyone. And they did tshuva. But, you know, that was a dot midbar. They got this merit to such a great thing. But the truth is, the reason why the, the whole thing came come back is because they did not believe in two things, that the Bani Shloylem could do anything in the world, Emuna, which is the most challenging thing for every one of us. Faith is extremely to believe that everything in the hands of Hashem and He could make things turn around anyway. That's number one. Number two, they didn't believe that they are lovable. You, I do love you, even though you sinned. Even though you worshipped Avodah It takes time and effort to, to, to bring this into your system, to know that you are loved by your Creator. That was the sin. The Pesach says, Hashem. He says, he adds another word, Pesach. It says, if you look it up in the beginning of the one, he repeats the Chet, you hated us, you took us out of him. It's such a frightening Pesach. Because they, they, because they were thinking, if the Rabbi Shem knows, 
if, if they believe that Rashi explains, what was, they, what was the reasoning? Their reasoning was this. <coughs> Mitzrayim was able to fight. Coming into, into, in, into Canaan, the 31 kings, the Rebbeinu cannot fight them. That's too much. It's so ridiculous. But they, that's where they, and they say, so why did he bring us out? He brought it out because he promised the others. I brought it out by not giving you the land. You know, I'm going to dump you over here. Because why? Why does Shem, he doesn't love us. A person has to keep on saying, Hashem loves me, and he does. The more you say it to yourself, the more you'll feed the love. And the truthful is, if a person walks around feeling loved by Hashem, we would sin so much less. We would be so much more productive. Who wants to disappoint someone who loves you that greatly? And the love that we have to each other is extremely limited. Our love to another person is limited to how much... You know, you are, because we are very limited. The creator of the universe, love to us, is unlimited because God is unlimited. But we don't have sort of the kalim, the tools to take it in, but we have to create it. And the more you say to yourself, Hashem loves me, so the Svas Emes adds a very profound thing to this. So profound he adds. He says, if this chet meraglem caused the charm b'semigdish because they cried thinking Hashem doesn't love them, the sinas Hashem, and the lack of amuna, we have a rule that good things is 500 times more powerful than bad things. So the Gemara says, but Hashem says, if you worship Avaydizara, I remember the sin for four generations. If you worship me with love, I'll remember for 2,000 generations what you do. So always the Gemara says it's 500 times greater when we do things for toiv than for If you go around telling yourself all day long, I believe in Hashem and Hashem is in love with me, you guarantee your problems with demise slowly go away. It's called Hamtokas Hadinam. That, you know, people, you know, it's not a ticket that your life is going to hit the jackpot. You know, many people always ask me for as good as for, you know, man. It is, it's as good as that your, your problems in life will be, get sweetened. You're able to overcome things that you need to overcome. So this is what the, the pastor is, you got to tell yourself. You got to tell yourself two things all the time. The Rebani Shloilem watches over me. He does not forget you. Many people walk around thinking, I had one recently, a lady who really frightened me. She came to me, she was going terrible to her, and she says, you know, I really think Hashem forgot about me. And I told him, tell him, it's very interesting, tell him, it keeps on saying, that Hashem doesn't forget about anyone. Anyways, um, the point is, the point what I, I, I'm, I'm saying is that it takes time to take this in. It really takes time. You have to tell yourself every day. And the Tanya says a very profound thing, it goes often in the Tanya. Kikurav adua me'oid It's very close to your mouth. To do it, he says, if you speak it out with your mouth, after a while, it has an effect on you. Go say all the time, Hashem loves me, Hashem loves me. 
You say it, you say it, you say it. After a while, you'll feel the love of Hashem. And then how could you not love Hashem? But this was, this is the Chor Mishamikdash. Because it is, it's, you know, if you really think about it, imagine amongst people when you're so good to someone and you're so forgiving and the guy turns around and he tells you, you hate me. When I was young, I'll never forget this, a father came to me and, and, he, and he was, he told me a frightening story. He said, his son is in college and he's paying for tuition. I got him a, a, a I pay for the dormitory as private because, you know, it's from with the, the private room in, in the dormitory to another Jewish boy. He says, and my son calls me up and he wants a new car. And he tells me on the telephone, Dad, you really don't like me because if you really did like me, you would get me the car. He was so hurt. I remember this. He was, he says, I could afford it. It's the, um, he was very, very wealthy. And he gave him, he didn't have a new car. Had, I said, I know why he needs a new car. He wants to impress the girls. He didn't mind. He was like a man orthodox. He didn't mind that he's, that's why. How could you say that to me? How could you say that to me? I don't love you. He was so hurt. I remember that feeling standing next to him. It was just terrible. Just terrible. Kaviyochel, we tell the Rebbein who did all these miracles for us. He took us. He took us out of Mitzrayim. He took ten plagues for the Mitzrayim. He, he split the Yamsev, gave us mom, gave us the Torah, showered us with unbelievable gifts. Unbelievable! And then you say, you know, you really don't like me. You know how painful that is. It is unbelievable. I'm sure we had experience. We're really trying to go out of your way, help a nephew or a niece or someone that you know. And the person, nah, he doesn't lie. He's doing it for himself. Self-interest. So painful. That's why this, that's why the Chet Maragim is so incredible that it caused the Chalm Besamikdash. You know, the, there's a Medrash that says another very, very interesting thing the Medrash says. Medrash says it's embarrassing or it's incredible painful. He came to sing. It says, Oz Yushir Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu had to get the crowd up, uprooted, aroused to come to sing. They didn't do one on the cell. Oz Yushir Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu got the Yisrael, B'nai Yisrael, to sing the great Shira. It came to cry. It says, Vatisu Kola Eidu. Didn't it help? It comes to catching Rabbi Sai and crying. We don't need it as the whole community without a leader sat down and cried. Says the Medish says it's embarrassing and it's painful. Comes to thank and to we need. I always say to you know, I have a, to, a meaning that I took upon myself many, many years ago. Friday night, anyone comes to my table, my children, my grandchildren this week, and I make him they have to thank Hashem. It never goes by itself. All of a sudden, they just start thanking Hashem. I have to remind them. If I don't do anything, if it's a default mood, then everyone catches, especially young. And even old. Even, uh, I, I, I remember my daughters got together one pace that they were here, a few of them. And I was listening to the conversation. I says, you know how you, if you would listen on outside, how you guys are catching. 
the shiksa came and she didn't do the curtains for Pesach and then the, this happened and, and the laundry wasn't done. I don't hear you guys say, wow, I have four healthy children. And, you know, everyone is great and this is good. You know how we connect often with others? By quetching and by ruminating, saying English, just repeating it and coming over. Because that goes by itself. You don't need, I, you don't need to initiate it. Thanking is all Yushi Moshe. We need Moshe Rabbein to help us get us together and thank Hashem. Comes to what's his name? To quetching, it goes all by itself. So this is a, a, a incredible, incredible lesson that we have to learn two things. First of all, you must believe that the Rabbani Shalom could do anything. And anything that happens to you is exactly the way the script of Hashem wanted. And Talia says, yes, he loves me. Say to yourself over and over again, Hashem loves me. And the more you say it, the more you're going to feel it. And the truth is, I want to tell you something. Boy, does Hashem love us. No one had such a convenient, incredible life besides Odom Rishon we kicked out of Ganeidim, maybe the daughter Midbara we have. We don't, you know, we have to exercise because we never walk. Imagine, I, imagine you could talk to your children and, and that's just so you could FaceTime them. I mean, it, it's mind-boggling, mind-boggling how, how, how our life is. Most of us, most people, do not worry about what they're going to eat the next day. People in third world countries, and before World War II, my mother says, my parents or my grandparents had money, but there were many people who did not know what they're going to eat. They were literally working. They were not working, you know, just working. And that, and everything they, mother says, they calculated how much a potato costs and how much we could buy and how many you need a potato, how much you're going to eat. Which, which person calculates? Who doesn't have, who doesn't eat shrine Sunday for Shabbos food? Sometimes even Monday. We are so blessed. It is unbelievable how blessed we are. I always shudder that we should never look back and say, wow, we didn't take advantage. What a great, great opportunities we had. So we have to, this is extremely important. You have to tell yourself over and over again. And the more you say it, the more you'll be, you'll be much more positive in life. You know, young people, newlyweds who are in love, you know, they walk around in a much more positive life. We have to tell ourselves every day, every day, if you, now Hashem really loves me. Why do I have this headache? I don't know, but it, it is a great reason, and he wants me, and he loves me. And this has the power to, to it's called Amtokas Adinan, the harshness of life that the Shalom would ebb away. Whatever is going on in your life, health, whatever it is, the Shalom will help you overcome it. It, it, it's like there's certain things that bring positive energy into a person, things to change in a, a positive way. 
And one of the things is by declaring all the time and telling yourself and feeling for yourself that Hashem loves you. And that's the truth. The truth is when you walk around thinking being loved by Hashem, you, um, you don't sin so much. You don't go off in, a, in, 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 in different directions. And it's not easy. You see what happened that Yeshua Benin needed help. Call Yoshiachu. Moshebeni had to give him an extra yud. Yud represents chachma wisdom. He should not be entrapped by the by the this It wasn't you know it wasn't black and white. It was very complicated, probably more than we understand, because the smarter you are, the more complicated things do become. But it was a very big challenge for Yeshua and, and, and what's the name in Kolov. Any questions? The what? I, I, I said in Yeshua that it's very interesting. When Kolob Ben Yifin voiced his opinion, they wanted to kill him. I mean, a person is not a voice his opinion. Where people, you always find this, what you just says, people on the left, when they voice their opinion, someone says different, they think they get so angry. They got so angry. They say, we're going to kill them, he says. Well, that, that, that's a very good question. It means it didn't punish them. It caused in our system a non-belief that we are loved by Hashem. It's, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you know someone asks me the Shabbos, how, do, how come you find certain communities, and certainly not just cultures, and, and they believe in such silly things. You know, guys, a young guy going, studying cultures, Find cultures believe the most ridiculous things. They were smart in any other way. And the Aztecs in South America were great uh, astrologists, better than the Western world, but they had such ridiculous beliefs. They would sacrifice children for the gods. That's so great. It's, you know, the, the person, the humans are very vulnerable to, without a totally guiding us to believe nonsense. I believe in nonsense. I, I always tell people, I remember when I was young and abortion was considered murder. When, this, when abortion was introduced today, from people ask me, may I have an abortion? It's before 40 days. I got my girlfriend pregnant. It's embarrassing. So I say to them, it's murder. I just had this uh, argument with, with the rabbi. It's murder. He says, but he's, she's not doing it. She's going to the doctor. So he says, can you take your child and have someone murder the child? I asked him. The, the rabbi didn't get it. The toity says, you don't care what the secular word says. The toity says, an abortion is murder. That's what Hashem says. We're not the ones who decide that. As a society... We have, the, but your question was why we developed a, a reasoning thinking Hashem doesn't love us. And that caused the harm. Why was the harm besimik the shkhar of the first one? They, they were worship of idisaurus. They, they, they didn't keep Shemitah. Why didn't they keep Shemitah? 
they lack faith that one year they stop doing business and will have what to eat. They lack that faith. That started already with Dor Badachet Maragdam. They they injected in the system a lack of faith. And we struggle with it today. How many people truly have faith that everything is bashet and walk around great feeling? It's a very challenging thing. It's one of the greatest challenging things to work around all day long. Everything is bashet. From head to toe, all my aggravations. It shouldn't even be aggravations. It's exactly what Hashem wants. Very few people could do that. Because we were sort of, with this shortcoming, by Shani was sort of kinder of sinner. Jealousy and sinner's chinim comes, a lack of faith. Thinking that the person took something away from me which I deserve. No. Right, they sinned. No, exactly. They sinned later, but the, how did it work? Because that sin never got a ticking. The faith they were not masaking, the lack of thinking that we're not lovable. Those two things had an effect, and which in, in Golas, if you really believe, people wouldn't steal money. If you really believe, people would pay you. You are, you know, you're in business. People would pay immediately. They wouldn't say, come on, give me a break, and then make up stories that you shouldn't charge the full, you know. You're in business. You know how this goes. I owe you the money, I owe you the money. Here's the check. If he really believes everything is bashet, and we made up, that's the price. All butadinim will be closed down, all business. It's a fact, the lack of faith, which, is, which is, causes this. So, what I want to encourage you all, see, what, what I want to really say to you all is another thing you see that if you have faith, you have a much happier disposition. And happiness, you know, it's hard always to be happy, but the, one of the reasons we lack happiness, we don't believe that it's Bashet. If you would wake up and you say, I hit the jackpot today, you're walking unhappy. Every day you hit the jackpot. You woke up this morning. We're alive. Lots of people didn't wake up this morning. Are you healthy? Like I always ask myself, what do we gain by not walking around happy? We don't gain nothing. But so the more faith you have, the more happy you are. But you must take time for yourself. It's very important because life is so demanding and we get sidetracked. You have to take time every day and meditate. So you can make the meditation of the Tanya or the talk to Hashem and take time for yourself and say, here I am living in this earth and Hashem put me here. I'm his creation. He created me. Now, it, it custom made me. Not just created me. Every one of us is custom made. 
No one looks like you. No one ever is going to look like you. No one is the same makeup of you. And the Abayim custom made your problems. My problem is not yours. There are problems we generally have, but every person has their challenges in life. Once you're able to accept that, you're able to move on much, much bigger, much quicker. Imagine you're working for a big company and you're paying you well. Your job is to take off something that seems not important. What did I care? They pay me. They pay me a great salary. This is what they need in the company. This is what they want me to do. We are all here to get close to Hashem, to bring the Shekhinah into us. And the more you believe faith, the happier you'll be. And if you fake the smile, it's easier to talk to Hashem. People tell me I have such a hard time talking to Hashem because we're not happy. The happier you are, the easier it is. So, it's again Sunday and sunny California. Why don't you take my challenge? Walk around smiling a whole day long. Tell me at the end of the day, your day wasn't different. I did it so often when things look so terrible. You walk around with a huge fake smile. And you see that the whole day is a different day. Even when you're you know, alone in your office, alone, you just, I am going to smile today. You know, I, I always say, to prove to me that it's so important because we resist it. If there be some yates out of smiling, we wouldn't resist it. The fact we resist it. How many people walk around happy? And the, how many, the, we don't have a great reason not to walk around happy. It's just the klola that Odom Chava got in Odom Edition. So our default is unhappiness. Odom Edition got the curse. So it means with acid, with depression, when you eat the food in this world. The default of most, of everyone. No one wakes, wakes up in the morning, yay, I'm alive, full of happiness. Wake up in the morning, have to push down the button, yeah, should I get up already? Should I make it to minion? May not make it? Once, do I really have to get up? We don't, yes. Just the opposite. No, no, just the opposite. When you're happy, when you're happy, you can concentrate much better. Do you know that? The fact is, when a person is happy, he focuses much, much better. I find it to be all the time true. When I'm down, I have a much more hard time focusing. And I do learn Gemara almost all day long. But I find it much easier. Much easier when happy, my mind is able to be free thinking, my thoughts flow. When you're depressed, oh, I have to push myself. Everything in life is this way. When you're happy, everything goes good. Even using the facilities is different. Yes, it does make a... But when your mood is happy, your decisions are much clearer and much better. I never make decisions when I'm down. Never. I always wait when I snap out of the down mood. Then I'll make a decision. 
I hope all of you will take my challenge and put a huge fake smile and see how your life could change. Okay.